48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive says the government needs to wait for further ideas from mainland authorities regarding the proposal to allow travellers to quarantine in Hong Kong before they cross the border. The High Court rejects an appeal from eight activists over a protest that was ruled to have breached the gathering ban. And the president of the Hong Kong-Singapore Business Association says Hong Kong and Singapore's success is mutually beneficial. Chief Executive John Lee says his administration will have to wait for further ideas from mainland authorities regarding the plan to allow travellers to quarantine in Hong Kong before crossing the border. Earlier, the SAR's sole delegate to the country's top legislature, Tam Yu Chong, said the so-called reverse quarantine plan has hit a snag, as there are technical complications that will take time to resolve. Speaking ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, Mr Lee said officials are aware of the need to ensure the arrangement does not pose any extra risks to the mainland. We have to agree on the arrangement so that when a person, having gone through the pre-departure quarantine arrangement, then he will be considered having fulfilled the 7 plus 3 arrangement. These things we are working and we're ironing out some areas where we need to adjust. We are conscious of the fact that Hong Kong has to maintain connected both to the world and to the mainland. We're working towards both goals at the same time. Of course, I will have to wait for further ideas from our mainland counterparts so that we can really work out on the details. Separately, the chief executive has reiterated that research into local legislation for a national security law will be extensive to make sure it's up to date with the fast-changing geopolitical situation. He made the remarks after being asked by a reporter whether or not national security legislation will be one of the highlights of his first policy address tomorrow. I do want the Article 23 proposal uh, to cover situations uh, which are fast developing in this complex geopolitical situation. So I would like um, our proposal to cover a very wide range of research into um, the legislations that are available for reference in connection with uh, means and tactics of protecting national security so as to ensure that the final proposal will be able to deal with all the anticipated situation and circumstances. The CE was asked to comment on reports that a Hong Kong activist who protested in Manchester in the UK was dragged into the Chinese consulate and beaten up on Sunday. Mr Lee said he had no details about the case, but trusted that authorities would handle it in accordance with the International Convention on Consular Relations and local laws. The High Court has rejected an appeal application from eight activists over a protest that was ruled to have breached the gathering ban. Former lawmakers Lee Chuk Yan and Leung Kwok Hung, along with six others, were found guilty of the offence after petitioning for unemployment relief in Admiralty two years ago. Handing down his verdict, Judge Albert Wong said the applicants from the League of Social Democrats and the Labour Party took part in a prohibited gathering without reasonable excuse. He added that their conviction was supported by sufficient evidence. The president of the Hong Kong-Singapore Business Association says he hopes the city can soon scrap its COVID restrictions for arrivals, although he described the three days of medical surveillance as convenient. 
Philip Chan is visiting the SAR for the first time since November 2020. He said Hong Kong should launch more incentives to attract talent and companies. But he dismissed suggestions that other cities could replace Hong Kong, saying geographically the SAR is the main gateway to the mainland. And he described Hong Kong and Singapore as enjoying a healthy rivalry. I always compare it is a very healthy competition. It's just like playing golf. It's not like boxing. Sometimes different competitors, they want to lock out each other. And recently, our deputy prime minister, Mr. Hong Kong, always emphasized because Singapore also have a lot of investment in Hong Kong. So we want to enjoy the mutual cooperation to develop more business with each other. Economist Andy Kwan says the government needs to improve conditions relating to housing, education and salaries in order to attract talent and businesses to Hong Kong. Mr Kwan, the chair of the ACE Centre for Business and Economic Research, told RTHK Hong Kong's economy was going downhill, so authorities had to be able to show the city had positive future prospects. We have to look at the education. We all know that the vacancies in international schools is basically are very low. Even trying to get a place in international school is very competitive. So uh, if, if the government is able to make the conditions better in terms of education, in terms of housing, in terms of even the pay, okay, I think that will be the main three things that the package should be considered. The government is seeking to implement a ban on the use of disposable plastic tableware by as early as the fourth quarter of next year. Authorities had originally proposed a two-stage scheme to eliminate single-use plastic products from 2025. In a paper submitted to the Legislative Council, the Environment and Ecology Bureau said the first phase will begin in late 2023, with restaurants banned from providing throwaway plastic straws, cutlery and plates, before the scheme is fully implemented by 2025. But prepackaged food and drink products and single-use plastic items for medical or security needs will be exempted from the ban. Lawmaker Priscilla Leung has expressed concern that the Chinese University of Hong Kong failed to consult the public about a decision to change its emblem to mark its 60th anniversary. She was commenting after a few legislators, who are council members of the university, said they were not consulted before the announcement yesterday. The university had earlier claimed they had sought advice from more than 2,000 stakeholders on the matter. But Ms Leung, who's also a CUHK alumnus, said more parties should be consulted for such a major change. It's not a very minor matter for the university. From my own point of view, it's even more important than change of personnel of the university. We see that apart from the council, the alumni and many of the stakeholders are completely unaware of the change. So it seems that there is a lack of consultation to the stakeholders of the university, which should include alumni of different generations. Overseas, the European Union's foreign policy chief says the bloc is investigating reports that Iranian-made explosive drones have been used by Russia to attack Ukraine. Josep Borrell said the EU was gathering evidence and stood ready to act. It's thought it could lead to new sanctions against Tehran. The attacks by the explosive drones killed four people in Kyiv, tearing one apartment building in half. A spokesperson for the U.S. State Department, Vedant Patel, said the development was alarming and needed to be watched carefully by Washington.
Russia deepening an alliance with Iran uh, is something the whole world, especially those in the region, should be seen as a profound threat and something that any country should pay very close attention to. This is something that we're continuing to monitor closely on our end, and we're in close touch with our allies and partners, uh, including those in the United Nations, to address Iran's dangerous proliferation of weapons to Russia. A Russian fighter jet has crashed into a residential building in the southern town of Yeysk near the Ukrainian border, killing at least 13 people, including three children. Footage shows the nine-storey building engulfed in flames with a pall of black smoke rising from the crash site. The UK Prime Minister Liz Truss says she accepts responsibility for mistakes in the government's financial strategy since she took office. Ms Truss was speaking in her first interview since the new finance minister, Jeremy Hunt, announced what has been described as the biggest ever U-turn in British economic policy. The Prime Minister said she wanted to apologise for those mistakes. I completely acknowledge that there have been mistakes. I have acted swiftly to fix those mistakes. I've been honest about what those mistakes were. And what we now need to do is move forward and deliver for the country. That's ultimately what people care about. An Iranian athlete who made headlines over the weekend for refusing to wear a hijab while competing overseas has reportedly gone missing. Elnaz Rakabi flouted the Islamic Republic's restrictions while representing her country at a rock climbing event in Seoul and footage of her without a headscarf was broadcast around the world. People close to Rakabi have told the BBC they've been unable to contact her since last night. The U.S. actor Kevin Spacey has taken the stand at his civil trial in New York to deny an allegation of sexually assaulting a 14-year-old at a house party in 1986. The Oscar winner is being sued by the actor Anthony Rapp, who claims the incident happened when they were both working on Broadway. This report from the BBC's Peter Bowes. Kevin Spacey told the court he was shocked when Anthony Rapp went public with his allegations five years ago. I didn't know how this could possibly be true, he testified, saying he would not have been sexually interested in the young actor or anyone who was underage. Now aged 50, Mr Rapp testified earlier this month that Kevin Spacey was intoxicated when he climbed on top of him at a party at his home in Manhattan. He said he was able to swerve his way out, but the alleged incident caused him emotional distress. Sports now and Real Madrid's French international forward Karim Benzema has won the Ballon d'Or, the most prestigious award in football. Benzema scored 44 goals in 46 games, helping Real win the Champions League and La Liga in the 2021-22 campaign. He's the first Frenchman to win the award since Zinedine Zidane in 1998. Bayern Munich's Sadio Mane, who was with Liverpool last season, was the men's runner-up ahead of Manchester City's Kevin De Bruyne. Meanwhile, English Premier League champions Manchester City were awarded Club of the Year, ahead of Liverpool. City's chief executive is Ferran Soriano. We know that this comes with very hard work and we have enjoyed the ride so far, but we also know that the next game is always the more challenging one. We know that... Winning is difficult, but winning again and Mm -hmm. again is much more difficult. This is our commitment to stay focused and to keep working and delivering beautiful football. Barcelona's Alexia Puteas retained the women's Ballon d'Or while England's Euro 2022 winner and Arsenal forward Beth Mead finished second. 
The Scotland cricketer George Munsey says associate nations need to play more games if they're to be competitive against the world's best teams. Scotland are off to a winning start in the initial group stage of the Men's T20 World Cup taking place in Australia. Munsey spoke after hitting a half-century to help his team beat a seventh-ranked West Indies side by 42 runs. Two T20Is in a year, it's just it's not enough and you know a lot of credit goes to the guys for the hard work they put in practice to try and get ready for games because you know all these all these bigger teams play a lot of games of cricket, get a lot of practice, get a lot of chances to get it right. We get three opportunities to, to put our best game on the park and it's it's tough. And is this a bigger win than the England win in 2018? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time, well played today. The initial stage of the World Cup features two groups of four teams. The top two will qualify for the Super 12, where the world's best teams enter the tournament this weekend. The West Indies' opening defeat means they'll likely need to win both of their remaining games to reach the main tournament. Here's the BBC's Henry Moran. They are going to have to win, and they're going to have to play an awful lot better than they did today. This is a West Indies side, when you go back 12 months, that is very different from the last World Cup. If you go through the squad of 15, there's only three members of the squad this time that, uh, that were in the sky last year. So the likes of Chris Gale, Dwayne Bravo, uh, Kyron Pollard aren't available, aren't playing in this tournament. They're not a part of the West Indies setup. And so there are some younger players that aren't possibly quite as tested in international cricket. But unquestionably, there's some players who play all sorts of franchise leagues around the world. Their captain, Nicholas Puran, who was out for just five today, is a fine player. Jason and Holder is an excellent cricketer as well. So there is certainly enough talent in this West Indies side. The question is, can they pick themselves up? Also, can they get a bit of a favour from the weather? Because the forecast later in the week isn't great. And if you've lost your opening game, you're suddenly hoping that you're going to get the opportunity to turn things around and that those showers will stay away. In the same group, Zimbabwe got off to a winning start. They defeated Ireland by 31 runs. Back locally, the observatory says it will consider replacing the strong wind signal number 3 with a strong monsoon signal between 3pm and 5pm as Typhoon Nisat is forecast to gradually move further away from Hong Kong. Lee Suk Ming is a senior scientific officer at the observatory. At noon, Typhoon Nisat was estimated to be about 480 kilometres south-southwest of Hong Kong and is forecast to move west-southwest at about 15 kilometers per hour towards the seas south of Highland Island. Under the influence of the northeast monsoon, Hong Kong has become appreciably cooler today. And the forecast, strong north to northeasterly winds, occasionally gale force on high ground. It'll be cloudy with occasional rain and appreciably cooler, with temperatures hovering around 22 degrees and falling gradually to a minimum of about 19 degrees later. Seas will be rough with swells. Currently the observatory, it's 21 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity now at 70%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive says the government needs to wait for further ideas from mainland authorities regarding the proposal to allow travellers to quarantine in Hong Kong before they cross the border. The High Court rejects an appeal from eight activists over a protest that was ruled to have breached the gathering ban. And the president of the Hong Kong-Singapore Business Association says Hong Kong and Singapore's success is mutually beneficial. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
First you jump, it's Radio 3. This is the last bit of the brew. Well, the first bit is really the... Anyway, <laughs> 20 past one. Lovely to be here with you. We've still got the T3, but they might chill that down a bit later on. Anyway, in about six or seven minutes, off to New Zealand, as always, for a Tuesday to catch up with Dr. Merrin Pierce. I think we're going to the dog park today in Wellington. We'll see. <laughs> Close and twist the 